0: Joining me over the phone this morning, I'm joined with Kelly Estes. She is the State Agricultural Pest Survey Coordinator. Kelly, thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk with you.
0: Of course. It's been a while. We talked when it was pretty early on in the growing season, but now we're at harvest and there's a big pest that you've been dealing with. Like I say big pest, but it's been on everybody's mind. Kelly, tell us a little bit about what's been going
1: on. So as we wind down into summer and into fall, um, still talking about agricultural pests as harvest goes on, but the other part of my position deals with invasive species and something that we've been monitoring for and surveying for in Illinois has been spotted lanternfly. fly. And just this um, last week, week and a half ago, we had our first confirmation here in the state of Illinois. And a lot of people picked up on the press release from the Department of Ag and. So things have just been really busy this last week, trying to educate people about spotted lanternfly, um, kind of remind them what they look like and what they can do if they think they see them in the, around the state. And when you
0: say your first confirmation of that, do you mean for the year?
1: Um, first time ever, and for the year. So spotted lanternfly has been a problem in the northeast or east coast for quite some time. Um, very heavy populations, feeding on more than like potential host range is about 70 different plants, including grapes. um, And then its primary host is tree of heaven, but also uh, some other um, hardwood trees as well. So we've been monitoring and surveying here in Illinois, um, just trying to keep ahead of the situation, trying to get that early detection should we find it, because it's like most invasives. It's readily moved by people. So um, we received a report out of Cook County and with a photo, and we went – I'm using the we term. We is in our collective group, but Department of Ag and USDA officials went, um, surveyed the area, and did find live um, spotted lanternfly uh, in the area. So we know that something was moved here, and it is on host plants there. Um, but we also also keep an eye out for things that can just be moved um, with uh, uh, different shipping material as well. But this was the first time we found it um, alive and on a host plan.
0: And why might this be something that we don't want in our area? I know you say it's an invasive species, and we really don't want invasive species, but what kind of damage can it do to us here in Illinois?
1: So spotted lanternfly does feed on a wide variety of plants. And like I mentioned, it has a really strong affinity to Tree of Heaven. We know that it requires Tree of Heaven to complete its life cycle. But um, it also will feed on other types of plants. And something that might be of concern for us in here in Illinois, here in Illinois would be grapes, both wild and cultivated. Um, maple trees are another um, host plant. It has piercing, sucking mouthparts, so it feeds in the grape vine, on the actual vine, not the grapes. And it will feed um, on the trees themselves. And I think when uh, Spotted Lanternfly first came to the U.S. and big populations and um, if you ever see pictures of like thousands covering a tree, it can um, be very concerning. And so we weren't really sure what what's going to happen because whenever an invasive species moves to a new location, um, you never know is it going to change its behavior, is it going to change its feeding patterns, things like that. And so there's been lots of research done out east, because they've been dealing with this for several years. And so I think uh, one of the messages we're sending now is, while it is important, we want to know where it's at in Illinois, we don't want people to necessarily panic. It may not be the gloom and doom situation that we first thought of. So um, big hardwood tree stands of mature trees really may not be impacted as much as what we initially thought. But smaller trees, saplings, and like I mentioned before, the grapevines um, could potentially have a bigger issue should we get those um, bigger populations of land and fly here in Illinois. But we also want to make sure that we let people know that it also um, can be considered kind of like a nuisance pest. So as it feeds, it also excretes honeydew, much like uh, aphids. And a lot of our agricultural listeners can remember soybean aphids when they were a huge problem in um, covering plant surfaces with this sticky substance called honeydew. And with that honeydew also comes sooty um, mold and things like that. So when we get big populations of lantern in areas, they're covering not only plants, but sidewalks, uh, decks, and your backyard or swing sets and things like that can get covered with honeydew as well. So Large populations could also be considered a nuisance pest um, for people as well. So
0: for anybody that might have spotted a spotted lanternfly, what should they
1: do next? So we encourage people, you can, if you see something, we want you to take a photo. Um, and this has been a pest out east for quite some time, and their logos and are very easily um, spread across the country to stomp it and kill it and things like that, which Yes, we do that as well, but take a picture of it first, and you can email it to lanternfly at illinois.edu, that's L-A-N-T-E-R-N-F-L-Y at illinois.edu, or you can contact your local extension office, and they will funnel those um, photos to us so that we can go through, identify, get people out to look at different things if needed.
0: And if I don't, have we described what these look like yet? I know I have the picture right in front of me. These bright red (laughs) wings on the bottom, speckled, like spotted. (laughs) So like major characteristics.
1: It is a beautiful insect. And you're going to think probably about the size of a moth that you might see. Um, And when it's at rest, the wings will be folded and it'll be kind of a triangle or wedge shape. And you will see kind of a. A lightish brown forewing with black spots. And like you mentioned, uh, its hind wings have a very vibrant orangish red color um, with black spots as well. If you can Google spotted lanternfly, there's lots of great photos um, out there to help um, identify it. We have a lot of things that might uh, be called a lookalike that we get pictures of, a couple different moth species like a tiger moth. And right now, brown marmorated stink bug is super active. um, As plants are starting to senesce, um, these things are moving around, and um, on these sunny afternoons, they're flying everywhere. And so we are actually getting a lot of reports of those being misconstrued as spotted lanternfly as well.
0: See, I had to have you describe it because you did a lot better telling us where (laughs) each different... On the bug, it was like where the red is, what's the speckle? Yeah, you did a lot better than I could have done.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: Well, I also, while I have you, just want to talk a little bit about harvest, what we are seeing pest wise and harvest. I've been seeing or listening to reports of black triangular moths with soybean crops. Can we talk a little bit about that?
1: Oh my gosh, yes, lots and lots of black moths flying everywhere in the state. And those are green clover worm moths. And we actually um, see them throughout the year. Um, And when you think of soybeans in particular, clover worm moths, and then um, are just some of those worms are defoliators during the summer. And those numbers were actually pretty low um, in some of our surveys. Um, And I honestly, I'll be, I don't know a lot about their, biology, like what conditions might make them uh, a little more prominent. but here with this next generation that we're experiencing right now, they are everywhere. Um, and they're, you'll see them at night in particular while driving down the road, they're by your porch lights. And then like you mentioned, I am get, getting a lot of reports of them as we're harvesting of them flying out of the soybean fields. And so, The question that then comes with it is, are these going to be a problem next year? Um, Because there are so many, so much more noticeable than previous years. And so, um, these moths, um, they are going to overwinter, the moths aren't, sorry, (laughs) we're going to overwinter uh, eggs, uh, larvae in the soil, and honestly, winter conditions and natural um, pathogens tend to keep this particular pest in check. uh, over the winter or through the course of the winter and spring, so we don't generally have huge populations um, the following year after this. Of course, it's something we'll keep an eye on and keep everyone posted if if that's different come next spring. But um, the huge populations right now do not necessarily indicate a problem for the 2024 growing season. Well,
0: Kelly, thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us today.
1: No problem, anytime.
0: Of course. Again, that is Kelly Estes. She is the State Agricultural Pest Survey Coordinator on AM 1330 FM 94.1. And I want to put out a reminder on this that uh, starting October 15th, our FM will be 95.7.